Today, 77 WABC celebrates International Women's Day, and we're celebrating all day long, recognizing the contribution of women of all ages around the world who are leading the charge to build a more sustainable future for all. And joining us now on International Women's Day is retired U.S. Army General Lori Sutton. General Sutton, so great to have you here on this special day. Rita Cosby, I am just privileged beyond belief to be here. And thank you so much for reaching out. And happy International Women's Day right back at you. Well, this is one of my favorite days. We get to celebrate amazing women like yourself who really have been trailblazers. What do you make of that phrase, especially in the U.S. military, especially you at the time when you were serving? You were one of 15 female generals in the U.S. Army. Uh, Not too many of them back then. Really a groundbreaker. Well, I'll tell you, I was so privileged to have wonderful mentorships, wonderful experiences throughout the years. But what I'm really most proud of, Rita, is to see how things have just blossomed. I mean, when I started in 1981, back in the dark ages, there were hardly any women of any rank. And now we've had four, four-star generals. We've had countless command sergeant majors and all up and down the ranks. And it's really a, a testament to the uh, really the fabric, the, the character, and, the, and really the, the culture and norms of our nation that we have accelerated this process and women have been right at the forefront. And I, I'm so proud to have been part of that movement. Did you feel you were sort of unique? I mean, I think about your deployments. Um, You obviously are a decorated soldier. You served over 20 years, General. You got the Bronze Star. You were deployed to Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Kuwait, Egypt, and and many more. Did you realize it was sort of a unique place to see there was a Brigadier General Lori Sutton there? Well, certainly towards the end of my career, that was uh, uh, certainly something that I had never expected, Uh, but you know, one of my mentors, uh, four-star general uh, schoolmaker, he told me, he said, listen, he said, uh, Lori, when you become a general officer, you pin that star on your shoulder. He said, you will fight every single day for soldiers and their families. And, you know, that was the right uh, uh, guidance, I think. And I, I took it to heart. And it was just such a privilege to serve in that capacity to really lead change with respect to psychological health and traumatic brain injury. And that's work that I've continued today. So I'm very proud. What does it mean to you when you see young women who say, "Um, I look up to you or you inspired me? I think of a lot of women that I've met over my life that have said that about you um, when we've been at different events in different places, saying, gosh, look at that. There's a brigadier general and a woman. What does that mean to you personally on International Women's Day? You know, it means a lot of things. One thing that comes to mind, Rita, early on in my career, you know, the folks out at Special Operations Command, there was a major there who had known of my work in the first Gulf War and reached out and really wanted me to become part of their team. And it wasn't possible at that point uh, because I was a woman. Just a few years later, when I was commanding the hospital at Fort Belvoir in Virginia, one of my women medics came skipping down the hall one day. I said, hey, what's going on? She said, ma'am, I just got selected to be part of the special forces medic team. And I just thought, you know, that's how it should be. It's really, you, you, you know, any of us 
who are in pioneering positions of leadership. And I might say that you, my dear, are in that category. And I admire and respect you so much. I know this is not about you, but I just can't help but say that because, you know, women in general, we, we really need each other. We need to know that we are capable of doing anything and recent and remote history even has proven that to be true. And so again, I'm just so proud to serve shoulder to shoulder with women like you and the countless, in fact, the only, the only way that I'll accept recognition and reaching outreach is to accept this recognition on behalf of all of the countless magnificent women with whom I have had the privilege of serving over now these many decades. So thank you so much for recognizing them. Well, General Sutton, thank you for the beautiful words too. And you're right, there's so many great ones. Um, And thank you for the very sweet words about me. You know, I think about too, um, how did you get started? What what inspired you um, to join the Army? Oh, goodness. You know, I, I agree with Steve Jobs when he used to say, you know, you don't live your life going forward. You, it's only by looking back that you can connect the dots. So looking back, my dad was a journalist in the Korean War. Uh, my grandfather was an old-time country doc. My mom was a pioneering nurse on an international heart team. They, they were all, my grandmother, uh, she got her MBA in the 1920s. I had all kinds of role models and really inspirations in my life. And it really, you know, I I had never thought about the military before. A couple of, you know, recruiters came into my organic chemistry class, and this is the late 90s, late 70s, rather, uh, in Northern California. This was not exactly a a hotbed for military recruiting, but it really put, put the seed in my mind. And years later, when I had my acceptance to medical school, you know, this is, this is the honest truth, Rita. I, I was back down in Southern California visiting my high school buddies, and we were going to go to the beach. And I said, oh, you guys, go calm down there, and I'll, I'll meet you in the afternoon. I went to the station, walked in, realized, oh, I've got to pick a service. I only have time to fill out one application. The Army line was the shortest, and that's how I ended up <laughs> in the Army. And it's, it really was the best. That, that could have been, and it's been the best decision I could have ever, ever made. What? That's great. So it's the shortest line. I love that. What, <laughs> what's the best advice you ever got, and what advice do you give to other women, too, who want to join the military or other just competitive fields? You know, just do it. Uh, you know, I, I got advice from a, a um, military spouse early on that I just pulled on over and over again over the years. She told me, she says, listen, Captain, she said, oh, if you stay in the military, whether it's for a few years or a career, and of course I ended up staying 30 years, she says, whatever you do, every move you make, just unpack, get settled as though you would be there for the rest of your life. And she says, if you don't do that, otherwise you'll just end up camping for a career. And I tell you, that was some of the best advice I could have ever, ever gotten. There was one tour of duty when I did not take that advice, and it really was like camping for that year and a half. So that was part of it. Part of it was, though, also, you know, I, I got, you know, great advice from people like um, 
cat foot to join the army in 1959 at age 27. And she became my mentor in the early nineties and to talk to her and to learn from her. You know, I, I also got a chance to, to learn from general Colin Powell, you know, he was a White House fellow. Later on, when I became a White House fellow, I got to introduce him at our main uh, fellowship event. And, and to just learn from the wisdom, the experience, the, the hard knocks. Uh, to this day, I love reading biographies. I love uh, just learning about people's experience in life. And I've had the good fortune and really um, just the blessing to have worked with some extraordinary leaders and heroes who Absolutely. always remained heroes of mine. And men and women, as you talk about. Um, General Laurie Sutton, too, I know that um, for several years you were the Army's highest-ranking psychiatrist. Do you think women um, maybe are better attuned that there's a great skill, especially in psychiatry, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, my experience as a psychiatrist, I, I never would have guessed that I would end up going into psychiatry and then would spend a career, in fact, a lifetime immersed in the impact of trauma on the mind, body, and spirit and really be dedicated to looking for better and more effective ways to heal from trauma. Uh, but, you know, that's something that, else that I would just say, and I do say to women and men alike who are finding their way early in their careers, and that is just to, to, to understand that, you know, your story isn't somebody else's story. You're writing your own story. And, and to know that at some point in your career, somebody's probably going to tell you, you know, that's kind of crazy what you're thinking about doing. And I've always told folks, own your own story. I was told two or three times in my 20s, what you're doing is crazy. You'll never be a White House fellow. You're a doc. You'll never go to the National War College. But, you know, if you, don't, if you don't dare to dream it, you'll certainly never do it. And so I, I'm just excited about uh, where we are right now in the military. I'm so excited. Uh, you know, yes, we have a long ways to go this last uh, legislative session. I'm so proud of Senator Gillibrand. She's been fighting for gays and lesbians and, and, and equal treatment and transgender and bisexual uh, troops, but she's also been fighting for military justice improvement. And now, finally, when a man or woman in uniform reports military sexual trauma, the decision on whether to prosecute does not reside within the chain of command. It goes to an expert legal counsel who makes an objective decision. That is huge. And I just, uh, I just applaud uh, all of the advances over the years. And, and, and I just know, you know, my confidence, my optimism is in the military is because, you know, we've led such sweeping change. And to those who say, well, the military is, you know, we're not, you know, a, a social engineering factor. Well, guess what? Our country is an experiment in social engineering. Who would have ever guessed that a country could be based upon the fundamentals of our country. And so I, I just, um, I'm optimistic. I uh, always want to believe the best. And, you know, when I fall down, I, I figure out a way to get up. And that's usually with back, back up with great friends like you and others. And uh, that's, that's what we all do, isn't it? We all need backup. 
Absolutely. Well, that is a great way to finish this incredible interview. Um, by the way, your service to our country, you have been a lifelong public servant um, and 20 incredible years, and I know you're doing so many other exciting things, always helping our veterans, always helping our military, always helping our families, and also always inspiring women everywhere, and so thrilled to have you here on International Women's Day. Uh, thank you for inspiring all of us. General Lori Sutton, great to have you here. Thank you so much, Rita Cosby. Stay strong.